0: The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Tennessee, Virginia, Arizona, and now New York. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $10, and get $200 in free bets. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynmbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. We're also brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy has a $100,000 guaranteed contest for the big game, plus a 100% instant deposit match at ThriveFantasy.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by Stable Duel. Stable Duel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $15,000 with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. We're also brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a free-to-play app that lets you bet on all your favorite NFL player props for a chance to win awesome prizes. Download the app today over at betterfantasy.com SGPN. And don't forget to download the SGPN app. Enter in our free Super Bowl props contest for your chance to win $100,000. Yes, sir. Welcome in to the NBA Gambling Podcast. It is going to be a doozy. I promise you, we are not going to take up your entire Thursday today. But we have a lot of stuff to cover. It is the NBA trade deadline today. Depending on when you're hearing, listening to this pod, the trade deadline could have passed. The trade deadline could be almost over. Something big could have happened and we didn't even get to even talk about it yet because it happened but don't worry about it because we will have a show tomorrow and break down everything that happened on the deadline and some future props but as you all know it's thursday so i got my guy my main man scott what's going on
1: not nothing much i was enjoying some olympic hockey earlier today Surprisingly, I thought I was alone in that venture, but we both made some money on Olympic hockey today. So that worked. Absolutely
0: out well. did. We absolutely did. You know, I had to dabble in other sports and test the waters. Just you know, see how I do. I'm a jack of all trades, a Swiss, army Swiss, a Swiss Army knife, yeah, a Swiss Army right. knife. If you could, yeah. if you would say. So there's there's a lot. Is a lot. I'm definitely into the Olympics now. I've never watched this much winter sports in my life. Never, but when I be working, especially out here, I'm closer to the time zone in China than I am to the U.S. So it'd be in the middle of my work day, and it'd be coming on. I'm like, oh, yeah, and I can't watch it and not put something on it. So, yeah, definitely had bets on Finland and the U.S. today.
1: I had the U.S. minus two and a half. China's potentially one of the worst hockey teams of all time. Eight nothing. They played Canada again in a couple of days. That's going to be ugly. I don't know what's going to It's not going gonna be to be big enough. Yeah, it's spread. not going to be big enough. An open two and a half for the U.S., it's probably going to be th- four and a half. Like, I don't even know because it's a Can you even game.
0: put four and a half in a hockey game? You can
1: try. I don't know who's going to take China. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who's gonna, supposed to take oh. China? This team's awful. I mean, before the tournament or before the actual play started, they were 700 to 1 to win the gold medal. 700 yes. to 1. That's like me entering a golf tournament. I haven't, I've never played golf in my life. <laughs> you
0: probably, have, you probably, just, finish, you probably a little, finish a little bit higher than what Canada is going to finish relatively. It's,
1: it, was, it was ugly, but I made money for it. But besides that, NBA has been kind. Favorites have been crushing it the last couple of days. So I feel like a lot of people have been cleaning house. Um, I had the Celtics against the Nets the other day, which was really the easiest win I'll probably have all year. Uh, besides that i've been really just fading the crappy teams in the nfl and the nba and it's really been working out lately
0: yeah i um i should have locked up the bulls yesterday i was really i was really high on the bulls yesterday i didn't lock them up i locked up minnesota instead and they you know they had some in, not injury they had some foul trouble early in the game Carl anthony towns had to sit with two fouls really really early And they really never got into rhythm rhythm because they normally start games off fast. And they're normally leading by the first quarter. And it just didn't feel like that was the same team. And then it just had a really good day. It was just a really, really good day for the Kings. So my lock didn't go. And my dog, my dog did not go either. The Thunder tried to make it interesting a little bit in the first half. I thought that they could have some type of miraculous second half and do things. Nope, they got ran out the gym towards the fourth quarter of that game. So
1: Yeah, you, you needed more to drop like 25.
0: Yeah, and he just couldn't make anything at all. I had the prop That's
1: cast, whatever. went 2-1 and one there. It's the second straight prop cast I've lost the sweep for a hook. <laughs> I had Connolly over 13.5 for a sweep and he misses a free throw, like 80-something percent free throw shooter. Then he makes a three-pointer with the shot clock running down, basically at half court, finishes with 13. I won the others, but back-to-back 2 and one prop cast with both losses coming by a hook, bittersweet taste in my mouth.
0: That's sick. All right, let's move on. Let's talk a little bit about just some of the rumors. And, well, we could kind of get to the rumors during the game breakdown because we're going to be all day. And I'm pretty sure we're going to sit on this next game for a while. So let's go ahead and – no, 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 no. Let's talk about Winbet. Winbet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and New York. We're bringing the excitement of win Las Vegas online sports betting and casino play from boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport Winbet has, which you need to win. I need to – when I get home and when I when I go home-home, like up to the New Jersey, New York area home-home where my dad is from, definitely, definitely need to get in on WinBet and make sure I sign up and get that free uh, promo that bet $10. Bet $10 and get $200. Like, that's free. That's free money. Literally free money. And then guess what? You can bet $10 on whatever. I can bet $10 and fade the Celtics, and I'll probably win, especially by that point because – if the Celtics are even playing in the playoffs, they're going to be an auto fade. Absolutely, auto fade if they make the playoffs. However, don't forget about all the props that will be available on WinBet for the Super Bowl. Who you got? You know, Bengals, Bengals, Rams.
1: I'm going with the Bengals for me. They're more fun, you know. I want I, yeah, I want to get the points. This game has this- field goal at the end written all over it for me. I'm going to take the points.
0: And it just feels like Evan McPherson does it, right? He, like, is this, that's the season he's been he's
1: having. He's got the Vinatieri run going for
0: him. Yeah, he, that's like a crazy run for him. This is why you draft kickers, ladies and gentlemen. This is why you draft kickers. However, the best part is that you can build your own bet to create a prop-focused same-game parlay for the game. Um, Matthew Stafford, interceptions, Evan McPherson fear goals. Easy. Easy right there. And that's off the dome. I ain't, I ain't even looked at nothing, but Matthew Stafford interception is golden. Be on the lookout for WinBet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. During WinBet Win Hour, marquee games of the week will have better odds on WinBet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $10, win $200. I was telling you about that. Download Bet Win. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning today. All right, so just to hmm, let me make a find a a build your own bet that I like real quick, just to see.
1: We already mentioned Stafford interception and McPherson field goals. You already have a base in place.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like that one. Definitely use that one for sure, but if you so, and this is the thing, and this is what I don't understand. But if the if the Bengals are gonna have a chance in this game, they're gonna have to run the ball. So I'm gonna tell you one of these potential build your own bets that you could play right now is plus six fifty. You could play it right now on win bet right now. Joe Bar- Joe Burrow three passing touchdowns because Joe Burrow's gonna have to, he's gonna have to do that. But Joe Mixon seventy plus rushing yards. Get down on that. Joe Mixon, 70-plus rushing yards. They have to – how do you beat a good pass rush? By running the ball. Running the ball. Make them think twice. Anytime touchdown for Jamar Chase. So you got Jamar Chase, anytime touchdown. Three-plus passing touchdowns for Joe Burrow and 70-plus rushing yards for Joe Mixon, and that's plus 650. Just go ahead and sprinkle on that. Listen to me and sprinkle on that. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where the play through winbet app is available. If you or your, if you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, let's go ahead and get into the breakdown for the first game. We have the Memphis Grizzlies Traveling to the Detroit Pistons, where Memphis is laying 12 points right now. Looking at the injury report for Detroit, we have – oh, well, we know Isaiah Livers is out. And it's basically the same. So, Kate Cunningham is questionable for this game, so he might play. And
1: He's been questionable Jackson, for the last couple of games, though, so I don't know if that means anything.
0: Yeah. And – Uh, Josh Jackson is questionable. He might play. And Killian Hayes is probable, so it's looking like he's going to go. For the Memphis Grizzlies, we have basically the same people. Dylan Brooks is still out. Uh, Tilly, Tillman, they're still out. So nothing really changing for the Memphis Grizzlies right now. That's basically been the same thing for about the better portion of a month.
1: I think we're going to have to create a separate list besides the injury list for this specific pod. We're going to need a trade watch list. Yeah, Because the injury report doesn't really matter. The point is is that you have a bunch of bottom-tier teams that might be unloading.
0: So you
1: have to keep in mind the real teams that have nothing to play for, Detroit, Houston, etc. Which players might be in a different uniform by 3 p.m.? And Detroit has a lot of contest. They have a lot of candidates for that role. Like, am I sure Sadiq Bey is going to be there at three o'clock? No. Am I sure that, uh, of course, Cade's going to be there? But is Jeremy Grant going to be there? Probably not. Like, that's the point. You don't know, Uh so you can gamble and taking some early lines. But I don't think the potential
0: trades are fully built in to the current line. They're not. Like you can't predict that. Hell, right? You can't predict that. You can't say that this person is going to get traded. You really well, can't even. Even when it's reports, like even it's reports that something gets done, it's something so easy that will turn a deal off. Like yeah. as so much as a pick, and that'll be like, oh no, nah, we're not getting that pick. No, deal's off. Like we're not but doing. I, but that.
1: I'm going to ask you though. Detroit, of course, is a young team. They're going to be terrible. They have a young core that they're trying to build around. Why the hell would Corey Joseph still be on this team at three o one in the afternoon? I don't, think, I don't
0: think too many people are going after Corey Joseph. It's a matter of going
1: after. It's a matter of him being 30. Don't you think he'll be shopped around as a backup point guard?
0: Possibly. I think if he goes, he goes as like a, an extra piece in the, yeah. the Grant deal or an extra piece in the Bay deal. But I'm,
1: I'm bringing it up because Cade might not play. So you might have like a fourth string point guard playing in this game. If well, Joseph they got Hayes. Done. Killian
0: Hayes is playing. So I'm saying, they, is is he officially playing? Yeah, he's probable. He's probable. Okay, he's probable. I thought it was questionable. Yeah, so, yeah, So yeah. he's prob- No. I'm but he got sure. no depth, though. That's the point.
1: Corey Joseph still no, you don't. in there. No, you don't. He can give you some steady minutes. He's not amazing, but he's okay. Why would he still be on the team? What's he, what's he going to do with that roster? No. You know that they're going to bench him at the end of the year anyway because they want to just let the young guys get some run.
0: No, it, it would be Roddy Magruder that comes in and probably handles the ball a little bit. Good luck. I, I think. That. Hey, no, he he went – well, that was the because it was Golden State. But he's had a couple games when he's done all right. But either way, so trade watch list, Grant for sure, Bay for sure. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Frank Jackson got moved. I wouldn't be surprised at all. But that's really about it. That I, I,
1: I mentioned did. Joseph as the veteran piece who might be acquired for a second round pick for some veteran point guard
0: depth, maybe. Yeah. I think yeah, that's I an could, yeah, I can buy that. Yeah, I'll buy that. All right. I'm taking. And that basically, that's yeah, that's basically what goes into my breakdown. I'm not gonna risk one. We not. I'm pretty sure this line is saying they don't think that Kate is gonna play already. I don't think because for the most part they get Detroit gets a little bit more respect than twelve points for the most part. Even at home, they get a little bit more respect than twelve points. But I'm just gonna fade this because. If one of those guys gets moved at the deadline, this line is going skyrocketing up to a point where I probably won't even touch it. And Memphis probably still covers that. I mean, Memphis is just good. Memphis is really good. They're third best team in the league. So I'm not. I'm not. It's not really to break down for me. I'm not touching the Pistons in this spot.
1: First meeting the season, Grizzlies won by thirty. Last couple of games, they played Orlando, who's actually been playing better lately and yep. the Clippers, who are a fringe playoff team, they scored 135 points in each game, and they won by at least 20. How does Detroit keep this within 15? I don't see it.
0: Yeah, they can get really ugly. They could be up by 20 by half. They should be. They, should they can be. really, really ugly.
1: Especially if Cade's out and they might trade Grant. If they trade Grant and Cade's out, they're not going to reach potentially 90 in this game. They have yeah, nobody who can score on the entire team.
0: I agree. All right. Well, any, any lanes on the total then? Was this an under?
1: It's really tough because Detroit can't score to save their lives, but Memphis dropped 135 in each of their last two games. <laughs> I'm going to go with the under on principle. The first game was 118 to 88. It's going to be really tough for the game to go over if Detroit's going to be finishing with less than 100. You're basically penciling in Memphis for a 130 just for yeah. a shot at the over. I yep. got to go
0: with the under. Yeah, same thing. I wouldn't touch it, though. Sitting yeah, at 224 it. and a half right now. I see some 225s out there.
1: I go for a team, team total. Are...
0: Yeah, yeah I, think, I don't think Detroit's going to – because Memphis is better defensively now. <laughs> they struggled early on in the season, but they're better defensively now. And I think the one thing Detroit does well, Jaron Jackson Jr. is going to shut that shit down. So, yeah, no. Nah. All right, moving on, we have – the Brooklyn Nets, your Brooklyn Nets, traveling to D.C. to play the Washington Wizards.
1: I don't want to talk about Wiz-
0: Wizards are lane three. <laughs> the Wizards are lane three, 218 on the total. We go look at the injury report here for the Brooklyn Nets. And we have James Harden, who's already been ruled out because of his hamstring, hamstring uh, LaMarcus Aldridge is already rolled out for an ankle. Uh, Claxton is questionable with his hamstring. We already know that Harris has some time and Durant is out with some time and Millsap is like, well, I'm just going to dip and they're like, cool. We'll try to find you a trade partner. So, let's go on to the Washington Wizards. Yeah, yeah, and Kyrie is playing in this game. And then Bradley Beal, season-ending surgery. He has a player option next year. See you later. Is this the last we ever seen a Bradley Beal in a uniform? And Daniel Gafford is in health and safety protocols. I haven't heard anybody going to health and safety protocols recently. But, all right, trade watch list. We have Paul Millsap. <laughs> Millsap's not going anywhere. I think they basically <laughs> waved I don't knees. even know. Yeah, like I don't even know who is out here even interested in Paul. And then he said he wants to go to a team that can compete. What Did you watch Milsap this year? He was really bad. He should
1: either be in China or Europe. He yeah, can't play.
0: Really he's done. He's done. All right, so we definitely have him on a trade watch list. All right, let's just go ahead and get out the way. James Harden is on the trade watch list for today, ladies and gentlemen.
1: It doesn't impact the game, though, because he's already ruled out. The only type of impact would be if Patty Mills is thrown in the deal with him because that would, of course, be another key piece for the Nets without KD, et cetera, offensively. Mm -hmm. But as for the Harden news, really doesn't impact much with the line because he's already been ruled out. So... I like the Wizards. Now this team's been god-awful lately and deals mm-hmm. out. But how am I supposed to back the Nets? This team is awful.
0: No, yeah. I mean, I've said I said that I don't think the Nets were good. And I, it was a lot of reasons why I didn't think the Nets were good. Real quick, to finish out, because I do actually think that somebody on the Wizards is kind of in trade. Could be – if they were moved by the end of the day, I wouldn't be surprised. Well, it's two people, actually. But I wouldn't I be surprised. The
1: should be should be flipped.
0: Yeah, that would be cool. That wasn't even who I was referring to. I was referring to Spencer Dinwiddie. I thought Spencer Din- I think Spencer Dinwiddie is a possible candidate to be moved, especially as somebody that could probably use some point guard help. I see Trez. And, yeah, that's and that's the other name that I was going to. Trez was this was the second name that I could see. My Trez being moved at the deadline as well. So those are two people that I think could be moved for the Wizards, which would probably have a little bit of an impact, somewhat of an impact on this game. But back over I mean, the only thing that is telling me that I could possibly take Brooklyn is the fact that Kyrie is playing. I mean, that's really it. There's, not any, there's nothing else that leads me to even think about considering Brooklyn but the fact that Kyrie is playing and they're playing the Wizards. So how bad Brooklyn has been, it's not too far off from how bad the Wizards are playing.
1: The only argument I'd have for the Nets, instead of taking them plus the points or the money line, do a same game parlay parlay with Kyrie 30 plus it's the only way yeah. they compete they need Kyrie to go nuclear
0: yep. that's how i look so, at it last 5 games yeah. the wizards are second to last in points per game 95.8 points per game but, but here defense. come the brooklyn here come the brooklyn nets who are who are what is that six to last? Not even close. So the Brooklyn Nets are 25 and the Washington Wizards are 29. Brooklyn Nets at 101.8 points per game. So, I mean, it's really, it's really bad times over here. This is really an. Well, you ugly didn't even game. mention the
1: defense. The Nets' defense oh, yeah, I'm not, last week has yet. to be
0: the worst in the league. Or bottom Actually, three. Uh, yeah, it's in the bottom third. So I didn't say worst. bottom third. I said like bottom three. Oh, no, it's not bottom three. No, it's it feels, not. It feels that way. Yeah, it really does. But Indiana, Charlotte, and Houston round out the bottom uh-huh. three in the past five games. The Nets are sitting there at 22, though. So they're not far away. They're not far away at all. Actually, Washington's been pretty all right defensively, sitting there at 15 in points per game. But, I mean, I just don't. I, I can't touch this game with a 10-foot pole.
1: It's either Washington but, or Pass, but I'm not touching
0: it either. I'm not. There's like Boston the is Nets. really bad, too, though. I mean, yeah, it's a really, it's really hard time to sit here and pick the Nets. But
1: uh... well, we're going through the card pretty quickly. I know that we kind of quickly brushed over the Harden stuff because he's out anyway, so it's not yeah. going to impact this particular game. At some point, we're going to have to have the huge Harden conversation. Do you want to do yeah. it now?
0: Yeah, go ahead. Do it.
1: So I already roasted Harden last week. For being, in my eyes, a loser, and you, you agree with what That's I said. Fine. You're laughing along the way, but I think you agreed with my key points. You could hear me laughing. Do you have any quick thoughts on the Woj story that broke this morning? If you know what I'm talking about.
0: Wait, something broke this. You know, is you. You know, I've been through a whole work day already. Well, let me see. Oh, the one where uh, he didn't want to. He didn't want the. Uh, the public to know that he wanted a trade because of the backlash that came with it.
1: Yeah, you you have any thoughts on that? that you want to get off your chest?
0: I mean, who the fuck cares? At the end of the day, no. But for real, so I understand. I understand what he's saying. Yes, you will absolutely get clowned. A hundred percent, you live in the spotlight, and you just requested a trade from two different teams in two seasons. Like, that's really, that's really, really bad. And one of them is the Brooklyn Nets, where I actually kind of understand because Nets suck. But still, you were playing with Kyrie and KD at the end of the day. And and first of all, it probably wasn't a good mess for you and Kyrie to be on the same team anyway. But y'all was like, let's do it. Fuck it. So that's y'all fault. But second of all, dog, is this really what you're worried about? Like, are you really? This is really. You would rather sit there on this team that you do not like playing for, that you would play trash for for another year because you don't want to come out and say you want to trade? That's ridiculous. Like, that is really, really ridiculous.
1: Well, the first thing is really, first really, really when it wild. comes to. That's rumors. terrible for your mental health,
0: by the way, too. That's yeah. really bad for your mental health. There's
1: the first question I always ask when I see rumors, the keywords, the rumor, with Woj or some random NBA platforms. NBA Central in particular on Twitter has been an absolute mess with misinformation. But Mm -hmm. anyway, the first thing I always ask when I see a tweet about a rumor or about whatever, is this bullshit? So the first thing that I think of, can I actually envision this being the case? I think everything involving the trades with Harden and the Sixers kind of feels like bullshit to me because you have conflicting opinions on well, should Seth Curry be involved? And is Patty Mills going to be involved? Nobody knows anything. That's my main takeaway. However, this Harden piece with him not wanting to be clowned on social media and everything like that actually seems very believable to me. Just yeah. based on what I can gather from Harden's personality and his history of just having a, a hissy fit before leaving a franchise. I buy this. I think it sounds real. Do I care? No. But it made me laugh, so that counts for something, I guess. But I think he wants to go to Philly. I think that Philly right now is competing unopposed for Harden. I really haven't heard any other team mentioned. Have you?
0: No, I haven't heard. Because you got to think, they have to get somewhat equal value of what they traded for him. And what they traded for him was a bunch of draft picks and somebody who probably should be an all-star this season and possibly has a claim to most improve. So it's just like, literally, if Sean Barts trades him and doesn't get somewhat decent value for what he traded away last season, he will literally be out of a job. Literally be out of a job. Like, this well, man is jamming for his value. job. Well, you definitely – so Ben Simmons definitely has to come in the trade. Yeah, Simmons that.
1: and Curry guaranteed. But, the question's the
0: rest. So, is Curry guaranteed? I don't even think yeah. Curry's on the table. I, I think he is. I don't, I don't think Curry if, – if, if Ben Simmons and Seth Curry are on the table, why is the trade not done yet? That's what I'm saying.
1: From what I've seen from rumors, it seems like Maxi's off the table. I wanted Maxie as a Nets fan, so he's off the table. And that's the thing, yeah. It seems like the four people now being mentioned in the trade that Philly would send over would be Simmons, Curry, Teibel, and Drummond. Those seem to be the four names that are constantly mentioned, and it seems like the Nets are either sending James Harden or James Harden and Patty Mills. That seems to be according to the rumors. The piece that's not decided yet. They don't know if Mills is going to be included or not. That seems to be the one hiccup. But the point that I'm asking when I said that the Sixers are running unopposed for Harden, if you're not competing with anybody else and the Nets are going to lose him for free in about five months, doesn't Philly have all the leverage here?
0: I mean, yes and no. Yes and no. Yes because you do want to get this guy off of the books. But, but the I, don't think, I don't think I don't think Harden it. has a I don't think I don't think Harden has a trade clause. So I don't think yeah, I don't think Harden has a trade clause. So if they were really afraid that he would walk at the end of the season. I'm pretty sure they would open up to the highest bidder. And it'd be a lot of people that would be out there bidding for Harden than just the 76ers. So I don't think that is that, that they're afraid he'll walk. I think they genuinely do think that they can resign that man in the offseason. Now, how truthful that is, I mean, you got to ask the mind of James Harden, but I think it, they really do think they can resign that man in the offseason. I think that the issue that is going on here between the 76ers and the Nets is that, and it's probably on the Nets part more than the 76ers part, but the Nets are trying to look and see, are we better than this team in our division when we trade this player to him? When we trade him over, are we, go- are we still going to be better than that team? And I can't sit here and say that with Ben Simmons and Seth Curry and Thibel and Drummond, that a James Harden who's actually playing like a damn with Joel Embiid and the pieces that are on the mm-hmm. Seven roster, I can't say that the Nets are defendably better than them. And I, th- I really think that's what this issue is. I just think that the Nets aren't 100% certain that they're going to be better than the 76ers when they trade that man to him. So they're willing to sit and wait and after the trade deadline be like, hey, we didn't trade you like we really want you. And, you know, lean on KD to help resign James Harden.
1: I feel like the one issue as well is when you're talking about an in-division rival and you're trying to make them better and yourselves better. Simmons isn't ready. He's gonna need a couple of weeks to come back. So you're basically punting. Weeks, he's
0: gonna need weeks. He's gonna need literally the rest of the season. Well, the you point see is- how you you see how Clay looks, and I yep. guess Clay has had more time off. But at the end of the day, neither one of them have been into it. So. Well, Clay
1: was recovering from a couple of serious injuries. Ben's just been sitting on his ass. But you're assuming he's been practicing on the side.
0: Assuming slight. Yeah, I mean, you would, yeah, definitely assume that he's been practicing or not. So I would side, assume
1: but- Simmons would need a month tops to maybe get back into somewhat game form.
0: It's, so the question on a is, new team, if, on a new team, I think he needs the rest of the year.
1: But I'm just saying, if the point yeah. is that you're trying to keep this season relevant for Brooklyn and Durant's going to be out indefinitely and you have Kyrie basically by himself, I know you can throw in Curry and throw in you Ty Cole, half Kyrie. You have f- half yeah, Kyrie. You have half Kyrie. Himself. You're already in the playing spot right now. Are we sure Brooklyn would actually like make it into the playoffs assuming Simmons needs a month off I think that's that's one of the issues
0: no absolutely not
1: because you can't afford to give up Harden and have a guy in return who's not going to play for a month I think that's one of the snags as well I think that's why the Nets want a little bit more it's because Simmons isn't fully ready to go as soon as they make the trade
0: Uh, you. This is
1: a. This it's is a dicey a spot story. for both teams. <laughs>
0: yeah, it, it, it is, it is, and ultimately, like that, is, that probably does go into the thought: Are we even going to make the play in <laughs> if we don't make a trade now? And James Harden is just. I don't know. I think they need a come to Jesus moment.
1: I think they need to make the trade, just because I don't think Harden's coming back personally, but Simmons, I'm not a big fan of but with Kyrie, assuming you potentially re-sign him because he's a free agent too, and KD, you really could use a Ben Simmons-type player who just never shoots the ball and only plays great defense. Imagine how much better the Nets defensively would be with Tybal and with Simmons getting serious minutes. And compare that to how worse Philly's defense would be with Harden instead of Tybal and instead of Simmons. I know Simmons hasn't played this year, but still. If Philly gets Harden, are they automatically a bottom-10 defense in the league if Tybal's attached to the trade? They might be.
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah, somewhere around there. That's what I'm saying. So I
1: think the trade makes sense for both teams. I said on... I don't remember if it was the prop cast or the last NBA Gambling Podcast. I said, if Philly gets Harden they're immediately the most overrated team in the league. Because I really just think James Harden is an overrated player. I know that offensively, he's insanely talented. His usage rate is off the charts, which definitely helps his massive numbers. But when you're putting up 30, you know, 8 and 7, but you're giving up 45 on the other end, at some point you got to realize that the net positives, don't, or at least the positives, don't exactly outweigh all the negatives. Will you agree mm-hmm. with
0: that? Yeah. I, I don't I don't know. I'm this is right such a this is are. a weird I think that this is a weird situation because you literally have somebody that basically is saying that they want to leave, but they're not saying that they want to leave. But they're also saying that if they stay, they're gonna play like they're gonna play for you and play hard for you and all that, blah. blah. So it's like I, I would just prefer him to say, dog, do you want to stay or do you want to go? That, that is, if I was Sean Marks, I would literally just sit there and be like, bro, do you want to stay or do you want to go? Are you you going to stay? Are you going to commit to us long term? Because we can sign this extension right now. But if you're not with it, then cool, I'm out. Like you, Bye, we'll move, you, we'll move on from you. And you can go play yeah. for Philly or wherever the hell else we trade you. But kind of ultimately, Harden just doesn't want to admit what the fuck he wants to do. And that's my issue with this whole thing. That's literally my issue with the whole thing. Just admit what you want, bro. Do you want to stay or do you want to go? That's literally what it happened. And I promise you, as soon as you say that, whatever you want is going to happen. <laughs> as soon as you make that proclamation, whatever you want is going to happen. But instead, you're scared because people are going to start bitching you on Twitter. That I'm just weird.
1: saying, I think Philly right now might be, I know the betting odds have them as the, I think the third or fourth lowest odds to win the Eastern Conference, I think they're probably the fifth best team in the East right now. Maybe fourth. I still got Milwaukee ahead of them. I still got um, Chicago ahead of them. And I still have, out of order, of course, um, who am I drawing a blank on? Miami. I got Miami above them, obviously. I think Chicago is the toss-up there. But let's just say that Philly ends up getting Harden. Are they better than Milwaukee? No. No. Are they better than Miami? Probably not. So I don't think the trade's gonna accomplish anything in the grand scheme. I would love to see James Harden and Doc Rivers try to win a game seven together. That would be one of the funniest moments of my life.
0: But I don't think it changes much. <laughs> no, yeah. I I'm not i am I'm I'm not sold on it. Especially when you trade with I, that much of a support. So when cast. I say said- when I said that I thought that Philly, if Philly made a trade, traded Ben Simmons, I would put in a future on them to win the championship. I didn't include James Harden in that thought, so if they traded for James Harden, I would put
1: in a future. Do but you agree ben with you, though, that? That Harden's a
0: losing basketball player.
1: Is that even a hot take?
0: He no, wins regular. No, no season it's not. Game. No, it's not. A, no, it's not a hot take because he's he's lost in the playoffs. So no, it's not a hot take. I won't a hundred percent say he's a loser especially with him going down an injury last season but I mean it's a lot of people that couldn't win so they they got you know with other superstars so
1: I don't know I'm how many going, superstars I'm not, Harden needs before he finally you know gets over the hump he's had a pretty nice supporting cast for the last couple of, pretty much entire career honestly
0: I think when he, well I mean we in the league with Durant hey, Houston. In and Houston in Houston he had Westbrook and then he had Chris Paul like it was just you know it was those two
1: Chris Paul's a top 5 point guard of all time but yeah, that's fair i guess
0: but it was Houston wasn't in, it wasn't like Phoenix though Phoenix had the rosters to support okay we bring this one guy in and he's going to elevate and make us all better Houston just literally it's like you had shit and then you sprinkled some Chris Paul seasoning over it and add a dash of James Harden it's still gonna be shit. It just looks a little better. So I don't know
1: if I can say that they were fully shit when they were a Chris Paul no injury no, away from
0: beating Golden State. No, I, I think that team was shit. I really he missed twenty seven three pointers. I didn't think it, that I didn't think I don't think that Chris Paul really has been on any like Phoenix is by far and I said that before the season last year. I said this Phoenix roster is by far the best team Chris Paul's ever been on. Like it's not even close. Okay. And I, I still I still admit it. I still admit I it think. I think Lob
1: day. City is one of the most overrated big threes of all time. So yes,
0: one hundred percent. So I I wasn't impressed with the Chris Paul Rockets at all. All right, we're getting way off track. We talked about this for too long. You're on the Wizards. I will reluctantly take the Nets, but I'm really just betting Kyrie.
1: I'd Fox. recommend the same game parlay for the Nets if you want to yeah. just go for Kyrie thirty plus and the Nets to cover.
0: It's the only way yeah. to cover. The Nets got to win a game eventually. <laughs> all right, that's what you think. The Miami Heat are traveling to New Orleans to play New Orleans Pelicans. I'm sitting here looking at four and a half on the – the Heat are laying four and a half on the road. The total is sitting at 217 and a half. Going down to the injury report. Oh, well, my injury report just shitted on me. Here we go. Back down to the injury report. New Orleans Pelicans – Well, we know, yeah, Larry Nance has surgery. He's not playing. CJ is expected to make his debut tonight, along with Tony Snell. And then, you know, Zion is just out of nowhere. He's not even – I don't even think he's in freaking New Orleans. I'm telling you, I said this – I don't know. I said said this to Moonoff, and I say here – I'm pretty sure I said to Moonoff. I don't think Zion even really wants to be there. Like, I don't think he wants to be there. He's the next trade piece. But we'll get to that during the trade talks conversation. Uh, Willie Hernan Herm- Gamone- Gomez is out. Is he even on this team? Did he get part? Wasn't he a part of that trade? Oh uh, no, Hernan
1: Gomez has been the backup center for the entire season.
0: Oh, okay, all right. I thought, he, I thought he moved along in a trade somewhere.
1: Uh, there's there's he's multiple like, Hernan Gomez's in the league, so you might be thinking. Oh of the other shit! One. Damn. All right. Oh you know, Willie, and you got uh, Juancho. I think Juancho.
0: yeah that's try. who I am thinking about. Juancho. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Caleb Martin is probable for the game with an Achilles injury. Tyler Hero's is probable with a knee injury. Oladipo, man, come on. Like If, if Oladipo comes back and it's just a shadow of what he can be, this Miami team is really, really good. It's just said. if at this point. Yeah, and then Markey Morris is out because he got into it with Jokic and got pushed and hurt his, his neck. So he's probably done for the rest of the season. Okay, here. So, top me off of just buying into the Pelicans and CJ. Just, I mean, I'm just buy- – I'm, I'm right here leaning to just buying into the Pelicans and just buying into, hey, we have no idea what CJ is going to bring to this team. And if we don't know, the books probably don't know either. And this line possibly – I mean, this is actually kind of close, but – this line possibly could be closer than what it really should be, especially for Miami land points on the road. Yet again, yet again, it's been too many times that I've taken Miami on the road land points. So I just they did me a solid against the Wizards. Again. So I- yeah, 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 it it was my lot. It definitely did me a solid against the Wizards, but I don't think I can do that twice on the road like that. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna buy into CJ making this team a lot better and just going out here. I mean, shit. Uh, Sabonis had a really good night for the Kings and they went and got a win. So hey, I don't know. I'm not even really handicapping this game. I'm just gonna buy in the CJ and the Pelicans and maybe CJ goes out there and just has a fucking ball playing. They they do have this Pelicans team does have like some good pieces. They really do have some good pieces and just the inefficiencies that Miami has on the road is a favorite, just long term, not even like just this season, but long term. I'm just not in enthusiastic to lay points with them again. It worked with the Wizards. I'm not going to press my luck twice. so I'm on the Pelicans here.
1: I think if you're going for a dog on today's card, because you don't want to take the favorites the entire time, New Orleans is the most attractive dog on the card, besides maybe Milwaukee. But we'll get into that game later. My favorite play is going to be on the total. I love Mm -hmm. the Miami team total over. And the reason why I think this New Orleans trade is going to backfire is because Devontae Graham and McCollum might be the worst defensive backcourt in the entire league. It is ridiculously bad. They cannot guard anybody. And you throw in Brendan Ingram, we know he doesn't guard anybody. Valanciunas Mm. is a big body. He can't really get out to the three-point line. Herbert Jones, great defender. I'll give him props for that. Yeah. But the other four guys in your starting lineup are not very good at defense. Graham and McCollum are really, really bad at defense. McCollum can gamble for steals. He's not a great defender. Graham is actually useless if you watch him try to defend opposing point guards. <laughs> I think it's going to be a very ugly defensive team for the second half of the season, which is why I think it's going to take some time for them to fully grow with each other because the defense should be that bad. I'm fading the Pelicans' defense. They might win the game because of offensive firepower, but give me Miami team total over because with the ball movement, the switching, Adebayo's versatility. I think it's going to be a mess for New Orleans to try to guard this team for a 48-minute stretch. Uh-huh. Give me the Heat team total over. I see points.
0: Yeah, this is a non-conference road spot. I'm going to just fade the Heat land points. They, they probably win. They probably win, but they, they probably let the Pelicans hang around a little bit, and they win by two, three.
1: That's why I'm going for the over. I, I think that you're better off just fading a bad defensive team or what should be a bad defensive team. And New Orleans might score a bunch of points. They might. They got the firepower for it, but – I think you'd agree their defensive their defense just considering how the defense should look with that starting lineup that's got to be a bottom 10 defense in the league right like mm. minimum they might somewhere, be bottom somewhere. 5
0: I mean they weren't good with you know <laughs> before the trade so is a the good trade defender? definitely didn't make them the trade didn't make them any better at all I'm saying is McCollum a good defender no, I no. No, nobody's, no, that's not why you got him. That's not why point. you got him. So yeah.
1: I, I think that New Orleans' overs might be a cash cow moving forward, but I'm going to go with Miami team total over. We know Spolstra's off-ball movement with the screens and everything is so impossible for people to guard. I think New mm-hmm. Orleans' defense gets cooked tonight. Give me Miami team total
0: over. All right, the Toronto Raptors are traveling to the Houston Rockets on a back-to-back. They are laying eight and a half points. The total is sitting at 224 and a half. I mean, there's really how So it's really hard to just sit here and ride this favorites trend. It's really annoying, actually, because nobody just wants to sit here and ride, ride a twin. a trend. wow, twin, a trend that has been going for four days and has been as dominant as this favorites trend has been. But holy shit, how the hell do we fade Toronto in this spot?
1: I'm not. It was My play of the day on YouTube was the Raptors minus six and a half. So I beat a two-point line move there. I'm assuming it'll go to 10. I don't know how any money's going to come in on Houston. This team has home court advantage, uh which in Houston terms means they lose every home game because they've won about one home game in two months.
0: Damn!
1: They are just a terrible home team. They don't guard anybody. Worst defense in the league. They play up-tempo, which definitely doesn't help the defense out. But even the young guys they have, they have some talent, but the shot selection between Jalen Green and Kevin Porter Jr. is atrocious. Toronto is just so deep. They're so talented. They're well-coached. There's really no area that I think Houston's better at. Uh What do you think? Is Houston better at anything?
0: Better at losing.
1: Fair
0: enough. <laughs> they're better losing. Saying, yeah, but you look I mean, at the
1: actual <laughs> roster breakdown, position so, by position. So, the only thing,
0: everything. So the only thing that, the only thing that Houston actually is better is that Houston can score the ball in bunches. But that's because, I mean, nobody's really like you don't. You're not concerned about playing defense against Houston because they're not playing defense against you. So we're just going to put like, sure, you scored 110 points, but we scored 130 on you. So who cares? Whereas Toronto has shown, you know, statistically that they're not that good at scoring, so on paper it looks like Houston is a better scoring team. But really, Toronto's just like, all right, I don't have to put up 110, 120 points because I could probably hold you to ninety. <laughs> and so that's probably where Houston's probably going to try to do. They're probably going to try to outshoot them, outgun them in this game. But I just think that Toronto defense is too much. It's way too much for Houston to hold in this game. They're going to be out this one early.
1: Toronto could potentially score one twenty. Houston could potentially score ninety. Neither result would surprise me. I think Toronto mm-hmm. wins by murder.
0: Damn, I ain't gonna and, say murder. Am, but... am
1: I wrong? I mean, I there's nothing to like about this Houston team.
0: No, it's not. It's not. And they're gonna uh, be
1: probably be trading Eric Gordon.
0: Yeah, somebody, somebody could possibly be on the move for Houston for sure. I, I don't know how Houston doesn't make a move. Actually.
1: Gordon has to be gone. He has yeah. to be.
0: Yeah there's wow that would be really wild if they kept why would you keep him there's no reason keep. you're not even using him to be honest yeah he's just out there yeah he's just out there getting a workout in every day (laughs) honestly he's he's actually been good this
1: year but your team is young you know you suck you need to give the young guys all the minutes in the world what's a 30 plus year old eric gordon supposed to do for your team trade him for a first round pick get more draft capital that's it
0: probably can soon all right Moving on.
1: We have a trade, by the way. We do. Uh, four-team trade. I'm oh. trying to think of any teams were involved that we talked about. Uh, one that we talked about already. Two we're going to talk about. It's a four-team trade. There's a lot to go through, so I'll do it quickly. Kings are getting Dante DiVincenzo, Trey Lyles, Josh Jackson. Bucks are getting Serge Ibaka. Two, uh, two future second-round picks. And money. The Clippers are getting Rodney Hood and Semi ojole and the Pistons are getting Marvin Bagley. <laughs> uh, Marvin Bagley couldn't wait to get out that book. Mo- <laughs> that was announced about four minutes ago.
0: Okay, so Josh Jackson, Trey Lyles. Wow. Okay, two names we didn't say. Great. Way Still to make
1: Detroit, us. Though, so we got the selling part right.
0: Yeah. All right. Um, well, Gordon Dragic was applying, so that doesn't matter. Um,
1: Separate trade. So, but he got traded for Thad Young.
0: I don't think the line changes at all with Jackson and Lyles moving. So, not really worried about that. The Clippers sent trading Embaka. Okay, that's kind of big. That's a really good, you know, piece for Milwaukee. I guess that kind of makes Milwaukee out of the Terrence Ross sweet stakes, maybe. But that's a pretty solid piece for Milwaukee if he can come in and be the stretch four that they need him to
1: be. Well, you know what that means, right? That means Lopez is done for the year.
0: Yeah, I mean, That's how to. I'm reading into it. It has to. And I, I don't think we even expected him really to come back for real. For, I think everybody just silently thought, yeah, we're done with this guy. <laughs> I'm just saying you don't make that move
1: unless you're for sure not going to see Brook Lopez coming back. So I think Lopez is done. Maybe mid playoff return.
0: Yeah, good so get the It's good. It's, yeah. It's definitely now they got some some size coming off the bench, and you know Serge Ibaka is not completely useless. I think mm-hmm. he just he was ready to be out of uh, L. A. He yeah. really was a fuck with them, and he and he just had twenty against the Lakers too. I remember that he just had he's injured all the
1: time, life. but he's got playoff experience and he can rim protect.
0: Yeah, he's fine. All right, that's a that's a pretty solid trade for them. That doesn't really mean anything. He was in and out of the lineup for the Clippers anyway, so I really didn't think that would affect the line at all anyways.
1: I think the, I think the while, winner of the trade is Detroit. I, I don't like Bagley, but you pair a young big man with your young point guard. At least he got something.
0: No, I think that, I don't think Bag. So I think Bagley is going to have Sacramento single, syndrome, and when he comes back and plays for Detroit, a team that probably actually wants him, rather than a team that Sacramento that really didn't want him at all anymore, I think he'll play a little bit better. I don't think he would be, you know, otherworldly, but I think he'll start playing a little bit better.
1: Yeah, sure. I don't think he's awful. I don't think he's very good. I don't think that he's as bad as people think he is, but you throw him there with Cade and you see what happens. Like, what's the worst thing that happens? You're still bad? You're bad anyway. <laughs> like, yeah. it's fine. You got a young core.
0: But, and this Raptors got a player that can actually play this year, so. Yeah. All right. Give up nothing. On to the breakdown. Clippers going on Dallas, play the Mavericks. Mavericks laying six and a half, 215 on the total. Let's look at the injury report here and Mm -hmm. see. Clippers. Noah Baca. Same. Yeah, Noah Baca. Same thing with Kawhi and PG. Nothing really to see there. Then we have Dallas Porzingis is out. Sterling Brown is out. Hardaway Jr. surgery. He's out. Okay, I can't. Like, I just can't run through. I. It's me. It is me. I just can't run through the favorites gauntlet. I really can't. I hate trends. Like, I hate. I hate these little spur trends. I don't hate like legit trends with basketball teams that, we, that they show us who they are, but I hate these little spur of the moment trends where like favorites go, Oh, such, 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 such. And now everybody is betting favorites and the books are boosting lines, knowing that everybody's betting favorites because this trend is going on and whole time these, these dogs are about to cash. And honestly, Dallas has shown us time and time again that they will fold at home. They will fold a game away at home. Now this is a Clippers team that really doesn't like this Dallas team. This Dallas team doesn't really like this Clippers team. I mean, I don't know. I can see this game being inside two possessions. And Luka, I could honestly see Luka doing some heartbreaker shit and hitting a three over the Clippers to beat them. I don't know. I'm not really, I'm not interested in taking the Dallas laying six and a half especially with this trend going on. And I know the books are inflating some of these numbers. I just feel like this is one of the games that they could fold on.
1: We're on the same page. I like the Clippers. Uh, It's mostly just the fact that these teams, whenever they Mm -hmm. play against each other, it doesn't even matter who's playing. You expect a one possession game with about two minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Usually how these matchups go between the Clippers and the Mavis. It's always how it goes. So I think it'll be close. The thing is, I think it's going to be low scoring because Dallas of course plays elite defense Orzingis is out. You're missing a couple of pieces there. Hardaway's out. He gives you three-point shooting. So if I think it's going to be a lower-scoring game, I'm automatically leaning towards the underdog because I'm not expecting the favorite to score many points. But it mostly revolves around the Clippers being a feisty team that should get blown out on paper every game they play, and yet they're competitive. Ty Lue's a very solid coach. But Dallas and the Clippers have had two playoff series that have been – Extremely competitive, and the Clippers won both of them, but the games within the series were very close. I do think you will see the Clippers hang around. I'm not going to pick them to win, but I do think if you want to go for an underdog parlay or throw in a long shot, I don't mind Clippers' money line. I think Dallas is a little bit overvalued.
0: Yeah, I think they are. I, I think they are. I, I can't. Uh, Clippers' money line is kind of – I don't know. Tyler has been coaching the fuck out of this team, man. <laughs> twice this season. Clippers
1: won the first meeting by six. They lost the second meeting by eight. So they're right in there.
0: Yes, literally. And I think that's that's too close. I think I really think those are honestly too many points. Like I could see this getting even closer. Than, and I guess because I said I'm taking a six and a half, of course you see it getting closer than that. But I think those are outside the norm, and this could really be like – down to the wire even without you know expecting to see a PG or a Kawhi playing for this Clippers team they've been playing without them for basically Mm -hmm. the whole year they figured it out and they're still somewhat winning games like they figured it out
1: I like the under
0: yeah the under is probably my best bet in this game but I would definitely lean Clippers six and a half I'm not I'm I'm just not with the favorites thing because there's going to be a night where the dogs are going to cash, and everybody's on the favorites, and everybody's going to be like, whoa, what the fuck happened? And it's like, well, of course they did, because they're inflating the line. Because, honestly, with Dallas and how they play at home, this probably should be four, five. Give well, Dallas had good wins Over,
1: against Atlanta and Philly
0: recently. Yeah, I don't know. Over two possessions, that just seems like a lot for Dallas, who will fold at home. They will literally fold a game they're supposed to win at home away. All right. There are never enough things to gamble on, and one sport that runs 365 days a year is horse racing. Best part is now there's a new way to play the ponies, especially if you are brand new to the sport. Check out Stable Duel, a daily fantasy-style app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. Pick your horses, build your stable, and play against others to move up the leaderboard. Win as much as $15,000 with one entry don't know anything about horses it's fine it's okay I don't know anything either don't worry the app gives you clear data on which horses to select to build your best strategy the app is free to download at StableDuel.com multiple games are offered each day with free games weekly at all at tracks all over the United States get in the app create your account and start building your stables today Invite your friends to play against you or play against our stables. You can even follow them in-app and we can compare our own stats. Download now at StableDuel.com and see how many winners you can pick in your stable. See you in the morning circle. Play, 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 race, win. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP and prying eyes. That's why I use IP vanish VPN to make it easier to truly stay private and secure on the internet. And yes, I do really use IP vanish, you know, being where I am doing what I'm doing. I can't have everybody knowing, being able to know exactly where I'm at at any given time. So, Yeah. Classified, you know, classified. So, VPN makes it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be heated, hidden. See, So you know what I'm talking about. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed, your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. And look, you have to use it for the Fire Stick, especially if you got the streaming services, you ain't going to be able to use them out here or use them at all if you're overseas. You need you need a VPN. And I know it's some of y'all that are overseas. I know. I've seen the reviews. So it's some of y'all that are overseas listening to this. All right. Whether I'm at home or I'm in public, I don't go online anymore without IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's just like getting nine months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know what's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream everything you search for and everything you buy take your privacy back today with the brand rated app 4.6 out of 5 on TrustPilot. so go to ipvantage.com slash sgp and use promo code sgp and claim your 70 percent savings that's ipvanish.com slash sgp Thrive Fantasy is a daily sports app and esports app for player props. With Thrive, you can eliminate countless hours of research and focus only on the top-tier athletes that have the biggest impact. Choose 10 out of 20 available player props to build your lineup for the Bengals versus the Rams. Each prop is assigned a fantasy value for both the over and the under based on how likely it is to hit. Hit the most props, rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. Thrive has $100,000 guaranteed for the big game, and that's $25 to enter to win. And first place takes home $20,000. $25 to win $20,000. It's promo code SGP when you sign up, and you will receive $100,000 instant first deposit match up to $100. You'll receive 100%. 100% 100% instant first deposit. Easy. You get $100. Just download download and deposit $100. You get $100. It's very easy. Download, deposit $10, uh, deposit $10 or more to receive a deposit match plus two free entries into the $100,000 contest. That's it. Download Dyer Fantasy on the App Store, Google Play Store by visiting their website, DyerFantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. Thrivefantasy.com promo code SGP. Okay, Scott. I'm I don't wanna I don't even want to talk about this game. I really don't. I really don't. But we're gonna do it because we break down every single game. And like, there's be? actually people. There's actually yeah, he will. And he's been traveling. I don't know what makes him travel with the team. Because he hasn't always traveled. Like he's traveled, you know, to some team. But it feels like he's at every game this year. And I'm just wondering, like, Spike, do you not have anything else going on? Why do you want to sit here and watch this?
1: I gotta give him a lot of respect. As bad as the team is, he still shows up. I gotta give him yeah. props for that.
0: Very good. Okay. Let's do this. The New York Knicks are traveling to Golden State to play the Golden State Warriors. Warriors are laying nine points. 218 on the total. I guess the only way that I could sit here and say, hey, go ahead and bet the Knicks, is because for some reason in this road trip, the Knicks uh, for some reason in this road trip, the Knicks find themselves up against these teams. They just piss the lead away. Every single time. Never fails. They always find themselves up and they piss the lead away. So a matter of fact, this is probably what you should do. You should probably wait on this game. You should wait until the Knicks go up against the Warriors and then lie bet the Warriors. And whatever it is, just lie bet the Warriors. And you'll probably get a better number. It'll probably be what, maybe five, four, anything like that. Anything under two possessions. Just wait for it to get under two possessions and bet the Warriors. And a lot better do it that way. Because the Knicks are god-awful. They're trash. They're absolutely trash. It's horrible. It is embarrassing. The fact that there was even rumors, and I doubt they were legit rumors, but the fact that somebody even took the time to make up a rumor of the Knicks getting Gorgon Gorg Drogic it's disgusting disgusting that's how bad they are you don't see anybody making up rumors about the Suns or the Grizzlies getting Gordon Jogic no it's the Knicks because the Knicks suck they're terrible they're really bad it's really really bad and it doesn't matter who plays well because RJ's been playing well Julius Randle has actually been playing well recently they still lose It never fails. They still lose so bad. The only solace, the only solace that I have and where I think that they can actually have a chance in this game is because the trade deadline would have passed and Kemba can stop bullshitting like he sucks. Because, Kemba, we know, I know at the end of the day, Kemba, you do not truly suck. You are playing like ass cheats right now. But I know you truly, truly don't suck. So now, when you have a guarantee that you're not getting traded this season, maybe you play better. Hopefully, you play better. We'll see. So that's the only way I could ever entertain taking the Knicks. Other than that, I'm on Golden State. Scott.
1: Well, you mentioned one of my favorite player props for the last couple of weeks. Kemba under 10.5 points has been an absolute wagon, and I've been all over it. So that has made me a lot of money, taking the under 10.5 on Kemba. But Golden State got embarrassed last night. They lost to Utah. Not surprised. Play didn't play. They were missing some guys. Utah wanted to avenge the State. loss they had yeah, earlier. It's, it wasn't pretty. But Golden State's a team that wins. They don't necessarily cover, and they let teams hang around. I'm actually going to go with the surprise pick here. I'm going with the Knicks. Now, I, I would have to wait until there's confirmation that Mitchell Robinson's going to play. I know R.J. Barrett is doubtful which kind of sucks as well. Uh, I think it's just more on principle. I don't trust the Warriors enough to lay nine with them when they let teams constantly hang around for three quarters. Bear being out is awful, though, and Robinson being out would hurt a lot. So I might have to wait to see if they're actually going to play or not, but nine Uh, seems like too many for me.
0: I didn't go through the injury report, did I? Dang.
1: No, but yeah. Barrett's probably going to be out, and Robinson's questionable.
0: Yeah, let's go ahead and talk about the injury report. Okay, so Iggy is out. You know, Wiseman's not back yet. Draymond's not going to be back yet anytime soon, and Belika is. He could he could play. There's nothing on him saying that he's not going to play. So, but they also haven't submitted a revised injury report because they just played last night. The Knicks. Nerlens Noel is questionable with a knee injury. RJ with his ankle is doubtful, like you said. Mitchell Robinson's questionable with a back. And Grimes is questionable with a knee, but it's not like they give Grimes minutes that he deserves anyway, so it doesn't matter. Fuck you, Tibbs. Um, man, the next just do something to me. This is really depressing. This is really, really depressing. But taking the everything out of it, there is actually reasons to be on the Knicks. But no, RJ, just really kills that for me. Yeah, that's fair. Although I really, really do. And I promise you I won't be surprised if the Knicks are in this game because Kim Walker has a great game. I am almost positive, almost positive Kimmel Walker is going to have a great game today because the trade line has passed. Almost positive. Like, I just feel it. I just feel it in my soul. The second the deadline passes, he's going to turn back into a different player. So, I'm going to go to State minus nine. Okay. And I'm going under.
1: I'm going to look at the under as well, but I'm going to lean to the Knicks. Back-to-back doesn't help the scheduling spot for Golden State. They might bounce back as Clay's back in the lineup, but it seems a little bit too rich for me. I'll go with a shot here in the dark with the Knicks.
0: Clay's back in the lineup. Uh, according to initial reports, it didn't say his name so. Uh it I guess says he is. that he's
1: projected to play.
0: Somebody is going to hit a crazy amount of threes on the Knicks cuz the Knicks can't guard the three-point line. It may be Clay. It might just be Clay.
1: I think that's the uh, issue I currently have with Golden State. It's just Curry's been brutal for about what, 2 months?
0: Yeah. But a better part ever since he ever since he got the record has been pretty bad and it was bad before that honestly it really was it was bad before that so he's he's just hasn't I don't understand how people still have him in MVP voting
1: it's not realistic but yeah
0: I, I don't I don't he's got no shot to win it I don't think he there's li- I think I can name five people off top of my head that I would put in before him yeah right now. I agree. okay enough about that team that plays in Madison Square Garden. You're on the Knicks. I'm on the Warriors. Here we go. Game of the night. A revenge spot for the NBA Finals. The Milwaukee Bucks travel to Phoenix to play the Phoenix Suns. Phoenix is laying three. This line opened up at three and a half. I've seen it at four in some books, actually. The line is at three right now. 233 on the total. Jesus Christ. Well, this is all anybody's going to be talking about. Whenever we have these games, I always feel like we're let down. I just always feel like we're let down. Everybody thinks this is going to be a great game, and we're always let down when we have these games. This is the perfect spot for the Suns to get revenge. And, you know, they're at home. They're the favorite. They're forty-four and ten, best team in the league. Why do I feel like they fold? Why do I feel like they just fold this game away?
1: I'm going I feel with. Like, the
0: I'm, with I'm, I'm all over the Bucks in this spot. I just don't. I, I one, Phoenix hasn't passed the eye test recently for me, and I talked about it with the number of teams they kind of let hang around. In games and just stay – they should really be putting these teams out of their misery.
1: That's how I treat not, Golden State. Hmm? That's how I've been treating Golden State. They they just yeah. let teams hang around the entire time.
0: Yeah, and so this isn't like the this isn't like the streak that they went on even though I know this streak ended with the Hawks, but this run that they're going on right now isn't like the run that they had early on in the season. Earlier in the season when they had that run, they were beating the shit out of teams, like beating the absolute shit out of teams. And you were like, holy crap, this this Son's team is the best team in the league. And now it's just like, well, they're the best team in the league, but, you know, Spurs hung around, the Jazz empty-handed hung around. I don't know. I mean, they did just get a win against Philly, but we know we're kind of up and down about Philly. And then the Bulls were shorthanded and the Bulls hung around. I don't know. I'm not – I'm just not – I'm not buying the Suns. I'm not buying the Suns and I'm not buying that they can beat, win this game by over three points. At the very – the very worst I push – I think the very worst I push – but I'm going – if you see a three-and-a-half or a four-out there jump on it, I don't think the Suns get this in two possessions if they win it. This could be another big Giannis game, honestly, because the Bucks are licking their chops. They know they aren't having the season like they were having last year in the regular season, and the Suns are obviously the clearly cut number one seed right now in all of the NBA I think the Bucs are looking at chops saying, all right, bet, watch this. You know, we remember what we did last season. Ain't nothing changed. So I'm all over the Bucks.
1: Yeah, Milwaukee's won four straight. It's been pretty weak competition because the Lakers are not good. So they haven't really beaten anybody. But they scored at least 131 each of the last three games. And we know Giannis is pretty much unguardable at this point, but especially mm-hmm. by by Phoenix after he torched that team for an entire series. I know that they didn't have a backup center really for that series, and now they have JaVale McGee, even some Bismack Biombo in there. So they have some backup big men. But Giannis against the Lakers was just – I can't even describe what it was. It was just a murder. (laughs) I mean, I don't know what else I'm supposed to say. He missed, what, two Mm -hmm. shots the entire game? Two, three shots the entire game at 44 points? I I don't think Phoenix can guard him. And I think that Milwaukee – When the big three is fully dialed in, I think they have the biggest upside in the entire league. I think their ceiling is higher than any other teams in the league, and I think they're going to show it. So I like Milwaukee. Same game parlay. If you want to go through that approach, Giannis 35-plus points with Milwaukee winning. But if Milwaukee's Mm -hmm. going to win, pencil Giannis in for about, I don't even know, 35 and 14. Is that basically what he's going to do? It feels that way.
0: I mean, I'm just going to take Giannis and Devin Booker as high as I can take them.
1: Yeah, that sounds about right.
0: Because this is exactly how I see the game going, and this is why I'm really on the spread. Yes, I like a money line playing a bus. but This is really why I'm on the spread because I can 100% see the Milwaukee getting out to a lead and being controlling this game for three quarters, and when they get to that fourth quarter. Chris Paul and Devin Booker are going to unlock something that is like we haven't seen because they've been so good in the fourth. Mm -hmm. If they are down and they are even like double digits. And I'm talking about maybe the highest I'll go is 15. If they are down with, and they think that they can still come back and win this game, they are hundred percent going to go do it and it's going to be an unreal performance by the two of them, and they're going to win this game by one or two points.
1: I think my favorite play for the Bucs would be the first half spread because, for all the reasons you mentioned, the Suns from the fourth quarter are nuts. But first three quarters haven't always been clean, so I do think Milwaukee might jump them early, especially if Giannis gets rolling. But I'm looking at Giannis putting up a massive stat line. I don't want to say a triple-double because I don't think he's going to get the assists. But mm-hmm. I really see a 35, 37, and like 15 type of game.
0: Shit, I'll say a triple-double because at some point, you got to sit here and be like, all right, we're not going to let the motherfucker keep scoring on us. Like, damn, we're going to put four, five bodies on them. Yeah, it's it's So it's I ain't even, I'm not even tripping over the triple-double, honestly. I'm not tripping.
1: I, I just think he'll go for 37 and 15.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, and it's, he's, gonna have a game. He's, he's going to have a monster game. He's going to have – if they hold Giannis today – then the, the Suns win by 20, 25.
1: Yeah, feels that way.
0: And I just I can't sit here and say that they're going to win by twenty twenty five. No. All right. I'm looking so, at the under
1: in that game, by the way.
0: The under, ooh.
1: I think 233 is too high. I think both it these is. teams, even though they're great offensively, they're,
0: they're going to clamp down offensively. Yeah, they're going to climb down. Like nobody's going to want the other to get off on them. And ultimately, I really think that this is going to be a game of two, maybe three people, four, most, okay. that actually do majority of the scoring. So I feel like this is a game
1: where the first half is going to be well on pace for the over.
0: Oh, that's quarter, a great play. And the that's fourth quarter play. is
1: just going to be a massive grind that might not reach 50. I see the fourth quarter being an absolute war.
0: Yeah, I'm with that. I'm with that. I like that. I wonder, what's that? Let's look at that line. Let's find that line real quick. What's the first half total?
1: Whatever it is, I think it's Dua. I'm
0: going to look that up. I'm not going to forget this thought. Let me see here.
1: But it seems like the kind of game where you're going to see an up and down track meet, and then all of a sudden, both teams are going to buckle down in the final just 12, lock in. 15 minutes. Yeah, just lock in. And it's going to look like a different game.
0: All right, here we go. First half total is sitting at 113 and a half. Sounds way too low. I think one of these teams gets to 60. Yeah, this does feel really low. Okay, I'll buy it. I like that play, Scott. Let's do it. I'll buy it. First half over for the game. The NBA Gambling Podcast is brought to you by PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. The only thing that makes – the only thing more exciting than watching the NFL playoffs, prop swapping the NFL playoffs. January was PropSwap's biggest month ever as bettors across the country cashed in on their Super Bowl futures. Like Joe from California, who sold a $100 40-to-1 1 Bengals Super Bowl ticket for $1,500. The buyer got great odds and Joe made 15 times his money. PropSwap has thousands of buyers across the country, so you'll always find the best odds and collect the the tickets for the most money for your bets. Hurry and download the free PropSwap app today. PropSwap has fantastic features like filtering listed tickets based on the best value, a free activity feed to stay in the know with all the big sales and red hot tickets for sale, a loyalty reward program that turns your ticket sales into extra bonus cash and a first deposit cash match. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and PropSwap will match your deposit up to $500. Join the real sports bettors on PropSwap where America buys and sells sports bets. The fantasy season may be over, but the action is still coming to the Better Fantasy app. Download their free-to-play app today to bet on the NFL props for the nfl playoffs you can enter their player prop pool and score big when you win we love better fantasy because we can win awesome prizes and even raise some money for charity along the way too it's totally free to play and you'll earn better credits by completing challenges and use them to place your bets better fantasy has is available worldwide and in all 50 states Download the app today over at betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. That's betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. And the SGPN app. Go 10-0 with the Super Bowl Props Contest to win $100,000 on the app. The SGPN app is live. On the App Store, Google Play Store, it gives you easy access to all our picks and podcasts, so don't forget to toss us a review, download the app today, and enter the $100,000 Super Bowl Prop Contest. All right, for everybody's favorite time of the show, let's get into it. Last segment, our lock and dog for the evening. Scott, what do you have?
1: So I'm going to go back to the play I gave out overnight. It has moved two points. I don't really care. It's going to be the Raptors, uh, minus eight and a half against the Rockets. The Rockets are, should be trading a couple of key pieces. Toronto's just a hell of a basketball team. And I've pulled the full 180 on them. I thought the scheduling spot was so bad, Toronto would have to start falling apart a little bit. Not quite. They've just been killing everybody. They've won seven in a row. They're better at offense, defense, and rebounding in this matchup. They got the better coach. Houston can't win a home game. It should get ugly. I think Toronto wins this game by 15 plus.
0: Okay. For your dog.
1: For my dog, I am going to go with the Bucks. And I was trying to make a case for maybe the Clippers if I was going for a money line, but I just think the Bucks are gonna win the game. It's a spot where even though Phoenix is forty four and ten and Milwaukee's thirty five and twenty one, the Bucks over the last week can change. I know it's against weaker competition but it seems like they're starting to hit that gear that they mm-hmm. need to hit moving forward. I still think ceiling-wise, Milwaukee's the best team in the league because of how unguardable Giannis is. I know for a fact that Phoenix can't guard him, and I do think that with the big three intact, yes, they got rid of DiVincenzo today, but is not going to play whatever. I still like their overall roster makeup right now, and if you have the best player on the planet, on your team and you're getting points against a team that you dominated for about two, three weeks last year when everyone was watching the games. I'm taking Milwaukee. I think they're going to win the game outright.
0: Yeah, I'm on you there. I like that play. For my lot, the Memphis Grizzlies minus 12. I'm not afraid of the big number. You guys know with the right team, I'm not afraid of the big number. Detroit sucks. I highly expect Grant to be out of there, so now they're down two depth pieces, and I really do think Grant is probably gone before the deadline. So that's another piece. So this team is already being stretched thin. They're just not going to be in this game at all. We don't know if Kate's going to play. The line is telling me that Kate's probably not going to end up playing. Uh, I'm not. Memphis is third best team in the league. They're, they're, they're going to go out here and they're going to beat the shit out of Detroit business tonight. This could be about twenty.
1: Yeah, plus Detroit also we mentioned before ended up trading Josh Jackson, et cetera. The fact that they're already trading some of the minor pieces suggests Just that there's a bigger you, move on the horizon.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's long. They're they're looking at the long term. Yep. That's a team that that's a team that knows how to look at the long term. Just get rid of everybody. Come on, Houston, listen up. For the New Orleans Pelicans as my dog. I'm not going to lie. I am a tad nervous, but it's just fate in Miami. I'm just going to fade Miami as a favorite on the road. And the Pelicans have been pretty decent as underdogs at home this season. I remember there was one point in the season where they were going on a pretty good run of cashing as underdogs. This could just be – C.J. could just come in here and go off, honestly. C.J. could come on this team, get traded, first game in a Pelicans uniform, and just absolutely go off. Yes, the defense is a concerning factor, but I'm willing to bet on, one, Miami to uncharacteristically lose a road game that they're favored that they should probably win, and just buy up on C.J. and Brandon Ingram. Because I do actually – I'm very interested to see this game. I'm very interested to see those guys play with each other for the rest of the season.
1: I think it could very easily cash. I'm just going to take a wait-and-see approach because I do think the defense might be that bad for New Orleans.
0: Yeah. And this is the ultimate time to just sit there and show Zion that we're good without you and we're fine. We're fine. We'll be fine. And we'll probably end up trading you in the next calendar year. (laughs) <laughs> to be I, don't even,
1: I don't even know what he's worth. That's
0: a great question. Something for another podcast. Wow, that is a great question. What is that? Nobody, I mean? nobody knows. I'm going to look, I'm gonna have to think about that, crunch the numbers, and think what I would actually trade for him.
1: I think he would probably get two first-round picks, whether it's right or not.
0: And the Knicks would do it, too. God, I hate the Knicks so much. It just went back to the Knicks. But, huh. All right. Yeah, so recap for Scott. His lock. Is the who was your last guy? Oh, yeah, Toronto, Toronto, yeah, Toronto, Toronto minus eight and a half. Milwaukee Bucks, I have plus 140 on the money line, so we'll call it that for myself. I have the Memphis Grizzlies minus 12, and the New Orleans Pelicans, we'll call it plus 160 on the money line. Sorry. Anything else for this trade deadline day so we can go ahead and get this podcast out before we miss another trade?
1: Uh, Not really. I'm kind of just waiting as a Nets fan to see what's going on with Harden. I expect him to be gone, so we'll see how that unfolds. It's going to be a pretty hectic day. Do I think there's going to be a bunch of blockbuster trades? No. I think you'll see a decent amount of role players or mediocre players get moved. I think you might see one superstar and Harden move maybe another one that's unexpected, but I don't exactly expect much of the blockbuster, holy crap, this changes the entire league dynamic trades. It's usually not going to happen.
0: You? Mm -hmm. No, no. I, I fully expect to see somebody who we sat there and said, hey, this team could possibly contend for a championship, but... I don't know, maybe not. I think those teams are going to make moves. I'm almost positive by the time the day is over, I can sit here and definitively say that I think the blank Eastern Conference team is going to win. Well, going, are going to the NBA Finals.
1: There's two Eastern Conference teams I would invest in right now. It's Milwaukee and Miami. That's it.
0: And exactly. And I'm very hard-pressed to say Miami, actually. But those are the two. Right now, but I can't. I still can't sit here and say that. Like, if you ask me who's going to the finals for the Western Conference, I'm gonna say it's Golden State or it's the Suns. As much as I like Memphis, I don't think Memphis beats both of them in one playoff run. To be honest, mm-hmm. I think they beat one, and I told you I think that they make it to the finals. So I think they beat one. I just don't think they beat both in a run. Whereas. If I go and look at the East, I can say you say, well, yeah, I see Milwaukee. Milwaukee's probably the favorite, so I, I see Milwaukee. But I can also see Miami. And if the 76ers get their head up their ass about James Harden move James, and move Ben Simmons for some really good pieces, I can really see the 76ers. And then I can also see the Bulls. Because if the Bulls get Miles Turner, then that automatically turns things around. Because when Lonzo and AC come back and they – um have a Miles Turner that gets healthy. Wow, that's really interesting.
1: I, I don't think Turner's a fit there. I know defensively is very good, but then where do you play Vucevic?
0: I think Vucevic can I think Vucevic can step outside more. He can so move He's been putting up huge positions. numbers. Turner's also in Yeah.
1: again. So I don't see that happening, but Chicago I'm out on just because of how awful they are against elite competition. They're just not very good against the elite teams. So yep. I kind of wrote off Chicago. I think they could make the second round, I'm not picking them to make the Eastern Conference Finals.
0: I think with the right trade, with the right trade today, I I would be, there would be something that would change my mind because I'm not going to take away what Caruso and Ball means for this team. Well, a little bit more Caruso because we haven't seen Caruso play as as often, but he actually does mean something to this team.
1: My dark horse in the East is going to be Toronto.
0: Oh, 100%. Nobody wants to see Toronto. Nobody at all wants to see Toronto. So... i think by the end of the day i'll have a de- def- definitive answer of who i think will win the east i don't have that answer now it is kind of miami and milwaukee it is a two horse race but there are multiple other teams that can make a move and i'd be like no 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 no, i really like them so we'll see all right scott anything you want to plug before we go
1: yeah you can find me on twitter at rachel radio r-e-i-c-h-e-l radio besides that still doing a bunch of editing this podcast, the prop cast. I know both of us are going to be on again tomorrow with Munaf for the post-trade deadline recap. So we got a bonus pod there. Uh, Besides that, uh, also editing the Die Hard Eagles podcast. Uh, Yeah, keeping busy. Uh, Looking forward to some crazy trades that might happen, might not happen. But hopefully going to keep making money.
0: Absolutely. It's always about making money. You guys know where to find me at really real underscore underscore on instagram and twitter do not forget do not forget i know some people are mad at me why do you keep reminding them don't remind them we don't need no more applicants i'm sorry i'm gonna keep reminding them join the contest for the nba jersey make sure you join the contest all you have to do is leave us a review screenshot that review and tweet it to us at sgpn nba that's it that's all you have to do when you're in that's it. You don't have to worry about anything else. You don't have to do no form. You don't have to do nothing like that. Screenshot the review, tweet it to us at SGPNNBA, and you're in. It is easy as that. A free NBA jersey of your choice, of your choice. And guess what? Guess what? The trade deadline is almost here. So if you want that Ben Simmons Nets jersey, then you can get it. You can get it, Scott, just like that. Just like that. You can get it. Well, we don't know if it's going to happen, but... If they keep talking like this, then it sounds like it's going to happen. And you'll have a Ben Simmons net jersey. It'll be one of the first of its kind. Possibly one of the first of its kind. Possibly the first of its kind. So, come on, ladies and gentlemen. Join the contest. Do the reviews. Appreciate you all. Appreciate everything you guys do for us, man. This podcast is growing, 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 growing so much in this one season. And it's really beautiful to watch. I really appreciate all the listeners out there. Love you all. Thanks. And yeah, I know. Another podcast. I still don't really know how I'm gonna end the podcast. So just gonna leave it with this. We are out.